2: They've gone from needing the other teams to stumble to needing them to crumble or fumble while on bumble hanging out with Bryant Gumbel. Cleveland lost. Oakland won. We knew that even before game time Thursday night. Then Tampa Bay won. Then Rafael Devers was gunned down on a home plate, and the Sox lost too. So, what that means is being six and a half out with another day xed off the calendar. Can't blame Wendell Kim for a bad send. Can't blame the fact there wasn't a pinch runner. The Sox simply went out and allowed two measly hits for the whole ballgame and ended up losing 2-1 to one on a play at the plate. Here's some snappy intro music to soothe you for the next 20 seconds. This, as you know, is Sox Daily. It's your Daily
1: Sox Podcast. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's where you're going to find out what the Sox.
0: Well,
2: the old Minnesota Twins logo was two stupid-looking dudes in baseball uniforms shaking hands across the Mississippi River, the mighty Mississippi. One guy from Minneapolis, one from St. Paul, signifying the Twin Cities, getting along. Anyway, it didn't just say twins above their heads in the old logo. It said WIN TWINS with an exclamation point. That's the logo mojo the Red Sox needed to borrow Thursday night. The word WIN in capital letters above the two Red Sox with an exclamation point to drive home the importance of such a suggestion. 22 games to go now, six and a half out, so the exclamation point makes a lot of sense. Josh Lewin with you. Uh, Let's not be so quick to be happy when a guy named Eddie throws strikes at Fenway. Eddie Rodriguez, we love that. Love it. Eddie Rosario, the Twins left fielder, when he does it, the Red Sox lose in gut punch fashion, even when they two hit the opponent. All those bodies in the bullpen, and Thursday the Sox didn't even need that many of them. Four relievers after Rivaldi went five innings of one hit ball. You've heard of all hands on deck This is all hands, feet, elbows, and body parts we shouldn't say out loud on a family podcast. All right, fine. Testicles. There. You happy? Uh, David Price is still bothered by the cyst on his wrist. Chris Sale out for the year. Evaldi came in with an ERA above six. Porcello is near six. And since Eduardo Rodriguez can't pitch every single day, it is time to get creative. I get it. Time to get a little funky up in here. Uh, It is the Quantity Over Quality Olympics. Can 17 bullpen guys, three of whom you trust, take on the Twins and Yankees' homestand and somehow steer this boat to shore? It was on the heels of a four-game stretch where the Red Sox starters worked a total of 10 innings. The bullpen had been pushed for 32 innings. So against that backdrop, Alex Cora found that the 13 relievers on his 17-man pitching staff were uh, somewhat inadequate. So then it became about just stocking up with more arms. A call to arms, if you will. Red Sox packing their bullpen to the gills. 17 relievers on a 21-man pitching staff. And a bit of context on the current bullpen crowding here. Uh, As recently as 1993, the Red Sox used 16 pitchers for an entire season. The 1994 team, that was the first time they used more than 21 pitchers in a single season. Now they have 21 active all at the same time. They've got blackjack. they got 21. That's Every healthy pitcher on the 40-man roster except double-A right-hander Denny Reyes, who should probably keep his phone on just in case. But how sucky is it to be Denny Reyes right now? 21 pitchers on the 40-man roster are in the big leagues. He's the only one at the prom who didn't get asked to dance here. The 1980 Orioles, they had 12 pitchers for the entire year. Two of them, uh, one named Flynn, one named Rainier, pitched a total of three and two-thirds innings between them. So really, they got by with 10 pitchers for the entire year. That wasn't 1880, that was 1980. But this is the tactic you can do now. Uh, you, you can load up once the rosters expand. And next year, thank goodness, uh, MLB is altering the rules that govern September roster expansion. You can go from 26 players to 28 in September instead of 25 to a million. But in, in this last gasp of there being a 40 man September roster, This is where the Red Sox are, and there will be nights when it's painful to watch. Already the average Major League game time this year is 3.09. The Red Sox are at 3.24. There are cricket matches in Pakistan now that are going to get done in less time, the Red Sox games, because they have all these arms to deploy. The record for most pitchers in a game ever is 13 by the Rockies. That was in 2015. Once the 2017 Red Sox used 12 in a game. That's an AL record. I bet you. That record falls sometime this month. And, you know, Wednesday's seven-inning effort from Eduardo Rodriguez, that was the eighth start he's had this year that's lasted that long. And the Sox are 8-0 in those games. His ERA in those is 0.96. In Eddie's 13 starts at Fenway, the Sox are 12-1, which is another way of saying they are now 23-33 and in games started by anybody else at Fenway. So... You look to that bullpen, and there are some high-leverage, trusted guys. Brandon Workman, Darwins, and Hernandez has worked in there. Lowest ERA in the bullpen, actually. He's been a force. Josh Taylor, another rookie, though he's pitched a ton in August. 1.76 ERA from August 1 on. You can keep Matt Barnes in that circle of trust if you want to. Marcus Walden as well. Thought Andrew Kasher might be working his way into the circle of trust, but he was a losing pitcher on Thursday night. Ryan Brazier now out of the circle of trust. Uh, the multi-inning guys, okay, you know, long relievers with experience. Brian Johnson, Travis Lakins can be on that list. Ryan Weber, like to put Hector Velazquez on this list, but he's really been bad this year. Colton Brewer, 4.3 ERA before he was sent to Pawtucket in August. He can shimmy up the trust list here, too. Mike Schworn is back. Bobby Pointer, Traver Kelly, the side armor. Julius Chassin is a guy we have not seen yet, but we're going to very, very shortly. And, you know, we don't have to get way into it, but the, the bullpen strategy was flawed this year for a couple reasons. I mean, it depended on the rotation, carrying the big workload, and that just did not work out. And you had a bunch of guys like Barnes and Brazier you thought would be very fine, and they have not been. Thankfully, Brandon Workman has kind of saved it, so has Marcus Walden and Josh Taylor, but this thing was just flawed from the get-go, unfortunately. And anyway, with the loss on Thursday night, they're 12-6. and in their last 18 games. That's really pretty good, but they've gained all of two games in the standings by doing that. So here's what happened on Thursday. Mookie homers off the pesky pole to break a scoreless tie in the fourth. That's five home runs in the last six games for Mookie, and and that one, by the way, only his fourth to right field ever at Fenway. Last two off the foul pole, both in the last five weeks. But Aldi gives it back by walking three in a row in the fifth, then he does get a double play ball to make it just one run and not a whole bunch more. Three hits total in this game as we got to the seventh inning. Twins loaded the bases against Kashner. It brought up La Tortuga, the turtle. Williams Astudillo. Why is he called the turtle? Google him. Look at him. He looks like a turtle. He comes in off the bench. It's a guy who never walks, never strikes out. And sure enough, on a 2-2 against Matt Barnes, he chokes up, clips one in a right, pitches at his shoulders. That chases home the go-ahead run. Max Kepler up next. Bases still loaded two out. Kepler's a lefty with 36 home runs and some big hits this year, and, and against the Sox, uh, certainly that's the case. But he strikes out on a curveball. Eighth inning, nothing of note. It's still 2-1. Ninth inning is the gut punch. Bogart's a one-out single after Mookie had lined to first. Devers hits into a fielder's choice. J.D. Martinez up. Remember, he had that 0-8, for 5-strikeout game at Minnesota a couple months back. Hadn't done a thing in this series, but he doubles off the monster, It'll take a perfect throw from Eddie Rosario to get him. And that's exactly what we saw. Perfect throw. Devers cut down by 10 feet. Game, set, match. And, you know, you walk nine batters, maybe you deserve to lose. Evaldi went five innings instead of four this time. That's fine. He allowed just one hit. But four of those walks were on his watch. He talked to the media. I Uh, felt like everything was coming out well.
1: My splitter played really good. Um, I mean, it was just the walks I had in the fourth or fifth inning when I walked the three batters I mean, fifth inning we take the lead, I can't, you know, I gotta come out there and be aggressive and attack the hitters and you know, walk through guys and, you know fortunately we were able to get the double plays when I needed them and uh, defense was great tonight it seemed like
0: you were the stronger. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, I felt really good all the way up until the fifth inning and then, I don't know, mechanical or what it was, maybe nibbling a little bit but, I mean, it just felt like I was kind of all around the zone and I just couldn't get the strikes when I needed them
0: and then probably was the pressure felt
1: this season. Yeah. And tonight. Yeah. I mean, I felt I'm mean, from the building off of this last start coming into this one. I've been feeling really good, and uh, tonight I was able to get some quick outs and have really quick innings, and I was able to keep my pitch count down. Uh, I mean, again, the fifth inning didn't help, but I was able to get out of that situation for us and keep the sports high. We're probably watching it. Uh, rapid coming around for a base This is going to be close. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, you hustle down the baseline to keep the game alive, and then. And he dropped the ball off the wall, and I mean, you got to take that chance right there. And uh, He did everything he could. It just didn't work out in our favor.
2: So the Red Sox lose despite allowing two hits for the first time in three years, pretty much to the date. That was at Oakland when they allowed two hits in a one nothing walk-off. How rare is walking nine while allowing two hits 54 times in Major League history before tonight a team had done the nine or more walks, two or fewer hits thing. First time in an American League game since 2007. It's the kind of rarity we could have done without. Uh, After the game, Alex Cora met with the media, too.
0: He did a good job. Um, He had to work hard in the last inning. Uh, He walked those three guys, and then he got out of it, and um, we were pretty set up with the bullpen uh, late in the game, and uh, they only scored two runs, so we did an outstanding job. We walk a lot of people, and there were nines. But, um, you know, we got 27 outs. They only scored two. Can we go over that last play of the game? Give credit to Eddie Rosario. He was playing left center. He hit the ball. He hustled to the ball. He got to the ball. He made a great play, great, great throw to the plate. You know, that was a great send. Um, so do or die play at the plate. You know, the kid made a great play, and they ended up winning the game. You know, it's kind of close to being a nice comeback there. How how kind of deflating is that just to have the kind of wind taken out of you on that Actually, on that. I'm like laughing at it. Like, it's, uh, he hits the ball, you think he's out of the ballpark. The ball bounces off the wall, you think he's going to score, and he's out. And, uh, uh, well, this is one of those that you know, we had chances that we we, we hit into, what, uh, 15 ground balls or something like that with the ball in the air. Um, Perez had like 50 pitches in, in four innings, five innings. You know, we didn't make adjustments offensively today, um, but we had our chances. We we did, and um, whatever, not too many, but um, you know, it just happened that Rosario made a good throw there. You know, when he hit it, we thought he was out. When he bounced up the wall, we score, and all of a sudden he throws a strike to the plate. we will start uh, tomorrow. Justine is going to start. What did you see from Kastner in that in that seventh inning that wasn't worked for uh, him? lack of command. Um, uh, he walks a no. Um, I think you know, the the last pitch I think it was a slider. So and we're trying to get three outs there. You know his stuff he's been good the whole the whole time. Um, you know he's throwing 95, 96. You know we were trying to get three outs. It didn't happen. Barnes made a good pitch and uh, Asadie you got on top of it and just made contact with two strikes and they're gonna be it.
2: Yes. How tough will um, those two games be, Friday and Saturday, against the Yankees, using only your bullpen?
0: I mean, um, they got the best record in baseball, so it was going to be tough anyway. So we'll find ways. You know, um, we're playing good baseball. Um, you saw Brewer what he did in the last inning. He came in, got three outs. So um, we'll make some match, and uh, hopefully the offense can wake up, score some runs, and, and win the series.
2: All right, so there's the manager. I mean, he's doing whatever he can here. But for Minnesota, hey, that's an 8-2 road trip for them. And with Cleveland losing, that's even more distance for them now at the top of the AL Central. They're having a heck of a year. Next up, the kings of the AL East, it's the Yankees, who have weathered a long list of injuries, of course. And uh, they could really get a late boost here with Severino about to come back, but Tances, Stanton. Stanton, they, they should be back soon. Batances threw batting practice to Stanton a couple days ago. Severino's very close, so they're moving in the right direction here. Friday, uh, it's going to be a, the hodgepodge for the Red Sox against Domingo Herman, who is and 17-3. Saturday, again, a hodgepodge against Jay Happ. He's gettable, 11-8, 5.34. Sunday, the, uh, the Sunday night ESPN game, Rick Porcello does have 12 wins, but a 5.63 ERA against Masahiro Tanaka. Monday's interesting, Eddie Rodriguez with his 17-5 and five against James Paxton, 12-6, and six, but pitching really, really well-played, in fact, undefeated in his last seven starts. The Yankees just had their remarkable streak of 220 games in a row without being shut out, come to an end. That was this past uh, Tuesday. But these guys are second in the league in home runs, even though they've gotten one from Stanton. It's their depth. they got the, the best record, the largest run differential in the league here, despite losing about 2,000 days to the injured list. That's about twice as many as the next most afflicted club. So you you hate to give them credit, but the the conveyor belt of injuries has not been an issue. It's one after another, yet they shrug those challenges off like they are pieces of lint on a suit. For the Red Sox, meantime, this just feels like that that Oregon Trail video game you used to play on your old uh, compact computer maybe 20 years ago where your, your oxen gets dysentery and uh, you know your your wagon goes off the trail and is in a ditch. I mean, just weird, dumb things start to happen, and you just suddenly realize you're not going to beat the game here. You're not going to win Oregon Trails. It was a dumb game in the first place. I, I hope that's not the case, but, but, boy, six and a half out now, 22 to go. They are going to have to do this three out of four against the Yankees thing, if not a sweep, and, and otherwise it's going to be – Time for football, I hate to say. So come on, go get those Yankees. Let's see what they can do. It all starts on Friday night at Fenway Park. This is Josh Lewin urging you to keep the faith. Appreciate you listening. And as always, you can download on iTunes, subscribe on iTunes. We do appreciate you doing that. Certainly have appreciated you all year. Take care. Talk soon. Bye-bye.